Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 13 this morning and the birds. Verse 17, and when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. And so he shut them up. He shut them up. I mean, there's nothing, there's, it's unrefutable logic. If you're going to untie a donkey, why wouldn't you want this woman to be unbound from the things that she's experiencing on this day. And so then Jesus gives his sermon, and his sermon is related to what we just read, although it may seem disconnected. And, and there's a couple of reasons why it might seem disconnected, but this is what Jesus says. And this is just part of his sermon. Obviously, he probably preached a little bit longer than this, a couple of verses. But he says in verse 18, What is the kingdom of God like, and to, who, and to what shall I compare it? So Jesus' message is going to be about the kingdom of God, and he's saying, I want to compare it to something. I want to make a a, a, a parable, which a para means alongside and bull means to cast or to throw. And so parable means to cast alongside. And so he's going to, to throw a story alongside what the kingdom, well, how am I going to describe this to you? Here's something that will make you or help you to understand is kind of the idea. In verse 19, it says, it's like a mustard seed, which a man took and put in his garden and it grew and became a large tree, and the birds of the air nested in its branches. And again he said, To what shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till it was all leavened. Now, as you can imagine, these parables are packed with meaning. So what does it mean, and what do they have to do with this situation that we just read about in the synagogue? What do these parables have to do with that? Well, the popular meaning of the parable, and, and the, the meaning I received when I was a kid, I remember hearing it, and actually even more recently at a, at a pastor's prayer retreat, so one of the guys was talking about this woman with the measures of meal, and he was talking about how, you know, we know that the, the, the leaven in the measure of meal is the gospel, and, and so we need to pray that that spreads throughout the entire Treasure Valley. So let's pray, let's pray the leaven over the entire Treasure Valley. I was freaking out a little bit, because that's not what this means at all. In fact, but that's the popular meaning. You know, the church starts out small and grows huge and covers the earth, and then the birds of the air, you know, the whole world gets saved, you know, and eventually, you know, as a little bit in every way, the world gets better and better and better. Is that true? Hey, it hasn't been our experience lately, has it? And yet in the 30s, that was, you know, after the World War, after World War II, everybody was kind of thinking, or in the 40s and 50s, they were thinking, you know, that's the way it is. And so a lot of the commentators writing in those times thought, you know, that's the, that's the, the last shebang, and now everything's going to get wonderful. We're moving into the technological age, and nobody's going to have to work anymore because machines are going to do everything for us, and it's just going to be the wonderful, you know, perfect time uh, of our existence. And then, of course, people started building nuclear bombs, and then it got dicey, right? And so nobody's felt safe since. 
But, but actually, if we look at these, these parables, actually, we can interpret them very easily. In fact, Jesus tells us how to interpret them. In Mark chapter 4, verse 3 through 9, he tells the parable of the sower. Maybe you remember that parable. A man went out to sow, and he sowed seed on the wayside. Some of it fell on the wayside. And he says, the birds of the air came, and they ate it up. And then he says, and he sowed some amongst the stony ground. And it had no real depth in itself, and it grew up quickly, but then the sun came out and scorched it, and it it withered away. And then he sowed some seed by the edges of the field, or the weedy ground, and, and the thorny ground, and then the thorns and the weeds grew up and choked it out. But then he, he, he sowed some in the good soil, and it produced some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. And so you have this parable Jesus tells us. Well, of course, his disciples hear him tell this parable, and they go and ask him, what does this parable mean? What's the point of it? And, and of course, Jesus answers that and gives them the meaning of the parable. And he says in, in Mark chapter 4, verse 13, he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? And what Jesus is telling us is that this parable is the key to understanding all the parables. And if you start to plug in the, 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 the elements of this parable, you'll find that it's pretty easy to understand all the parables just by plugging in the same meaning that he gives us in this parable. And then he says, he gives, us, he gives them the answer or the key. The sower sows the word. Right, So it's the, it's the word, it's the gospel that's said, the word of God that's spread out into the world. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word was sown, and when they hear, notice this, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Okay, so what took away in the parable, not in the explanation, but what took away the seed that was sown on the wayside? the birds, right? And so we're not talking about, oh, cute little fluffy birds coming in lodging. No, we're talking about evil. We're talking about evil. So the church out, starts out small, you know, mustard seed. He talks about the mustard seed. The thing that, you know, mustard seed would normally grow into a bush. So what do, we, what do we think of when we think of mustard seed based on what Jesus has told us? Faith, right? So it starts out just as the seed of faith. It's a, the church starts out as the seed of faith and it begins to grow, but then it grows into a tree. Does a mustard seed grow into a tree? No, it grows into a bush, maybe seven feet tall at the most. And yet this grows into a tree big enough so that all the birds can come lodge in its branches. So what we have is unnatural growth. It reminds you of Daniel chapter 4, where Nebuchadnezzar has this dream, and he becomes, in, in his dream, he becomes this great and mighty tree, and then the birds of the air come and lodge in it. What's the meaning of Nebuchadnezzar's dream when he becomes a great and mighty tree? What is that? Pride. And of course, he's cut down, and he becomes a stump, right? Not so good. And so that's what he says. He's basically, the church is going to grow. It's going to become this great and mighty thing, unnaturally. And then the birds of the air, evil, is going to lodge in its denominations. Right? <laughs> and of course, you see that as you read the seven letters of the seven churches. And we know that the number seven represents completeness. Those seven letters in Revelation chapter 2 and 3 that Jesus writes to the church course there was way more than seven churches in asia minor Colossae was there he didn't write to the colossians but he wrote to these seven churches because they would be a representation of all churches 
And many times within those churches, we read about, you know, Satan's about to throw some of you into prison. We read about, you know, there's woman Jezebel who's causing people to sin, basically leading them down a demonic path, an evil person in the church. And then, of course, we read about, we know where Satan's throne is. You know, Jesus says that to the churches. And so he talks about Satan being involved, very involved in these churches and, and how they need to fight against that and overcome. And no, it's no different today. You know, we, we find ourselves in a, a spiritual battle. When we become a Christian, we enter into a war. We enter a war zone. We don't enter the, the promised land. We enter a war zone. And we are, we are in enemy territory because the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And that's where we are. And we just, when we became Christians, we basically just launched an offense against him. And so we, we enter our, ourselves into this, this thing. And so Satan, when he can't beat the church or persecute it out of existence, which he tried to do oftentimes, he just joins it and he becomes part of it. Now, what do we call this when we look at these things from the Old Testament and, and other metaphors to help to interpret this parable? Well, it's called the law of expositional constancy. And you'll see that throughout the Bible. When there's a metaphor or a type or, or something used of something, it's always consistent throughout the Bible. And so that becomes even more clear when we look at this woman who's taken leaven and put it in these three measures of meal. What does leaven represent in Scripture? It represents sin, right? All the way back in Exodus, when the children of Israel were leaving, the, leaving Egypt, they were to sweep their house, get all the leaven out, they were to make unleavened bread. And Jesus, of course, would use this, you know, beware of the leaven of the scribes and the Pharisees. What was the leaven of the scribes and the Pharisees? We covered it just a few, maybe a few months ago. You guys remember what the, the leaven of the scribes and the Pharisees was? Hypocrisy. What do we see in this leader of the synagogue? You hypocrite. Right? And so there we see it, leaven within the, within the meeting right there. And what does this three measures of meal represent? Well, that's maybe a little bit difficult. You need to do a little bit of research for that one. A lot of the offerings that were given in the Old Testament required three-tenths of an ephah. A tenth of an ephah was a common measurement. And so for their grain offerings, they would offer three measures of meal. But the first time we see it was actually in Genesis chapter 18. And you remember that Abraham and Sarah were dwelling in the plains of Mamre. And these three men came to them. And Abraham realized it was the Lord. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208 991 2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.